It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning. It's a beautiful day in Buckhead, as most days are in Buckhead. We have a Chamber of Commerce style of weather, and we're certainly going to enjoy it together. We've got two phenomenal guests. I'm your host this morning, Michael Moore. Uh, We serve on on this channel, and we do the program here on the basis of uh, sponsorship by the Buckhead Business Association. And we're focusing on learning things that we need to do to be better leaders. We need to focus on things that we're learning to be a better community uh, community leader as well as a personal leader of not only our families but our business. This morning in the studio, I've got Artie Rudiman, who serves here at the Pro Business Channel to uh, to no, you're fine uh, to to uh, be with us. We're going to have a Georgia Business Radio show come up next, and we've got some more guests coming in. But today, I've got the honor and the pleasure of having two superstars in the marketplace. We've got those authors. We've got those other radio hosts. We've got the, we've got just information that's going to make a difference for you. So we've got Aubrey Daniels who is, uh, many of you have, he needs no introduction, but I'll do that in just a minute. And we've also got Christine, uh, uh, Christine Walters, who is uh, one of those national speakers who has come in the room today to talk about some very special things in her world because she's a trainer. And she's also, as I mentioned, a radio host, and she's been at this marketplace for quite a while. And I actually have some fun of participating every month with her at the National Speakers Association group here in Atlanta. So we're in for some treats today. So let's start out with Aubrey. Uh, Mr. Daniels, you are one of those Ph.D. fellows who's been doing this for just more than one or two years. About 40. About about 40 of them. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Daniels, he's chairman of his own company, which is Aubrey Daniels International, and I've known him in our marketplace for quite a while. His organization is uh, pretty well timeless in looking at behavioral principles and how they imply, are used down in the workplace. He's been working most recently to kind of re-energize that workplace because there are a lot of changes dealing with, with, uh, with age and height both, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting shorter. Uh, well, he's optimizing performance. He's, measure, he's making tools to op- optimize and achieve lasting results. And, of course, I'm going to share this little secret, he's, and it will be a test later. He's published seven books about performance, systems, workplace safety, and management issues. And we're going to wrap up at the end and really talk about culture, which is how we're going to move into the second part of our show this morning. But I think he's brought along a book today, and if you want to drop your business card in that slot in your radio, we'll have a drawing a bit later. But I'm going to get the autographed copy. I can pretty well guarantee that. You are right here in Buckhead, so you're truly a Buckhead business, and you've been here for a number of years, like you said, over 10. And that makes you a native in Buckhead because everybody's moving in here. So. Aubrey, how in the world did you get started on a train of seven books? I don't know. You know, if if in high school they'd given a superlative for a person least likely to write a book, it would have been me. You You got that two years running, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things like uh, I think it must be like having a baby. I've never personally had one. I've got two daughters. But, but, uh, you know, I hear many women say, you know, I'm not going through this again, and if if we have a second child, you're going to have it to her husband. And uh, I say this thing, when I wrote my first book, I said, I'm not going to do this again. And then, you know, time fades, and you say, well, maybe one more, maybe one more. Well, I think because of your experience in the marketplace, and we'll talk about your your degree in a moment, I know that everybody's interested to go, you're, you're a Ph.D., but you didn't operate last week, right? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> but you work on your latest book title, which is kind of interesting, uh, as you said, you've been doing this for a number of years, and I'm sure you've accumulated that knowledge where you've finally said, boy, I think I've got enough thoughts to put a book together. Yeah. But the latest one, Life's a Picnic. So talk about how in the world you got to that point. Well, what 
I would I would be called a behaviorist. Uh, you know, you can uh, divide psychologists into cognitive ones, which study the mind, and behaviorists study the behavior. And so what we brought to business is we don't need to read people's minds to figure them out or motivate them or whatever. We just need to look at their behavior. And uh, we learn from our environment. And uh, if the environment teaches the wrong thing, then we don't blame them for learning the wrong thing. But managers almost never look at the environment first. They look at the person and say, you know, what's wrong with you? Why do why, why you not act like we want you to act? And we say that's data to say that something we're doing is wrong. And the picnic basically is an acronym for positive immediate certain and negative immediate certain consequences. And that is that most behavior migrates toward positive immediate certain consequences. Uh, we drive around a parking lot to find a close space when, uh, you know, we spend more time trying to find a <laughs> space than we save uh, with the parking space. But we tend to go toward things to have an immediate payoff. And it's hard. Uh, you know, you might define maturity as the ability to uh, delay gratification, or as we say, positive reinforcement. And so many of the things that cause problems in our society are things that uh, have uh, – in, in many cases, a negative immediate consequence in the beginning, although they have a positive consequence later on. Some people don't like to take medicine, but, you know, we know that the medicine will uh, have a positive effect on the disease, uh, but they take it and nothing immediate happens to them. <laughs> and uh, they choke on it or whatever immediately. So so we begin to, uh, to try to understand behavior. If they're having a problem with safety, don't do the things they're supposed to do in safety, then what are the things that we can put in the place that would cause them to have a positive uh, experience for doing that as opposed to some negative, which is natural. Well, reinforcement, we've all read, the, read those books, uh, Who Moved My Cheese, or, 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 or how the experiments are, are not, uh, what is it called, double-blind experiments? Yeah. And, and what I was reading one the other day about the, uh, the knee surgery, and I just couldn't figure it out. They said that 53% of people had a better result not getting cut on. <laughs> I couldn't figure out yeah. how they validated that yeah. one. <laughs> I've watched a lot of people limp, and I'm wondering, did they have the option or not? Well, you know, this is the problem that we find with the general population. They don't understand science. And uh, quite frankly, people in the media don't do either. They'll have interviewed two people and think this is a trend. Well, they OJT'd it, you know. They, yeah. <laughs> they report on the stories and people read them and they got promoted. Yeah. And they, right, sure. And they of never course. figured out. <laughs> so back to, this, back to the story of having a very successful career and being an international speaker and being a trainer, you know, putting together these number of different books. I, you know, I'm always interested. What's one of those interesting encounters you've had with one of those folks who read your book? And, and gained some result that shared it with you. I well, we've got like a feedback. class going on right now, and I introduced the class saying it's going to be a life-changing experience. And one of the positive things I get, uh, you know, is I get almost every week I get somebody's retired and said, you know, it was the best training I've had in my life, and it changed what I did at work and what I did at home. Because we're talking about behavior, and, you know, you behave at work, you behave at home, you know. So <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it's normally that way. <laughs> it transfers immediately. You know, it's not like... We're teaching them something to do for business that they wouldn't be able to do at home. And, you know, I, I uh, heard uh, Paul O'Neill, who was the president of Alcoa, a couple of days ago in a, in a video on uh, the web. And he was talking about that uh, he ran Alcoa so that every employee would have a meaningful experience every day. Notice something that would have a meaning in their lives. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
That's a tall order for most business people. But I think he's absolutely right, that you live most of your waking hours at work. Mm-hmm. And if that's something you hate doing, then, uh, you know, you have a wasted life. Yeah, stop working overtime. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that. You know, I was with, as you said, one of those CEOs the other day who talked about taking on the company that had not made a profit in, I don't know, six or eight years. And the board didn't seem to be very concerned because that particular company was just kind of a shell to take care of some other things that needed to be done. He went in and said, guys, the board has told me that we could make profits. It's not, it's not unheard of. So he said, but you know how we're going to do it? I'm not going to change anything here. You're going to tell me what to change, right. and you're going to tell me when to change it, right. and you're going to tell me how we're going to change it. And my goal is here. And so he said, it's amazing. I was going to have a meeting in three days. By the time I got back to my office, I already had notes and people standing at my door that wanted to meet tomorrow. Yeah, right. And, and didn't want to wait three days sure. to have that company meeting. Sure. And he said, this was not just a small company meeting. This was 3,000 people. Yeah, right. Well, he was smart to have had those experiences. And a, and a year later, guess what? They were now profitable. Yeah, it doesn't surprise <laughs> and he me. He said, that. I didn't do it. My, folk, my folks did it, and it yeah. made a difference. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of what, uh, uh, what, what you see in our marketplace for leaders happening and things going right, talk about some of the things that you've seen a, a positive impact in what we're doing in our marketplace and our society today. Well, I think uh, finally uh, there are leaders that are waking up uh, – to understand they don't have to be the smartest person in the room. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like no, no one of us is smart as all of us. So it's a, it's a, a movement, I think, to involve employees in figuring out what we need to do, just like uh, the person you talked about. That, uh, you know, I remember uh, a fellow who took over uh, TaylorMade Golf, and he was a salesperson, and the president had kind of screwed things up, so he says... Uh, we want you to take it over. And uh, he said, well, I don't know anything about it. And quite frankly, I think that's often the best the best <laughs> uh, recommendation for a leader. And so he called his group together and he said, look, uh, everybody knows me. I don't know what to do. So what do you think? And some person spoke up and says, well, I think we need to do X. And he said, that sounds pretty How good. many of y'all think we need to that do that? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> we'll, we'll do Bobby Jordan. And then he said, somebody else said something different. He said, well, that sounds pretty good, too. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're, we're going down one of those forking trails, right? But, but, you know, I think he was on the right track, and uh, I think if he felt like he had to be the boss, then he would have probably failed. I understand. Well, let's talk about culture change. You know, you've seen a lot of things happen in your uh, over 10 years of service in the marketplace <laughs> of corporate America. So talk about the – and kind of put it in decades. Four well, years ago, 30 well, years ago, 20 years ago, what's happened? I think uh, what's happened, of course, is that most most people were trained to go to business and do what the boss said. And uh, young people don't do that anymore. There was a period where people said, you've got to tell them why. You don't have to tell them why. You just have to do the right thing. Uh, you know, I mean, if you do the right thing, they don't have a why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, they ask why, tell you you're doing something wrong. You know, and even with your children. So why do I need to do this, Daddy? Well, if you can't tell them what the reason for that is, um, you know, then you're in trouble. So uh, that worked very well. You know, people went to work and they did things methodically and it worked okay. And then, of course, uh, and, and I think, you know, you can attribute this to world events and all sorts of things. But, but the fact of the matter is that it's changed. Uh, I think what's happened in part is causing a lot of problems today is that, Parents have been told to be 
have a positive parenting kind of style mm-hmm. without understanding the science of behavior. And so what they've done is they've reinforced the wrong behaviors at the wrong time in the wrong way and uh, not punished behaviors that they should have decreased. Sure. And so, you know, people get the idea that, you know, I'm the center of the universe and that you need to respond to me. Well, that's not quite right. Well. But, in fact, it's a step forward, I think, in terms of that uh, um, any group that you talk to, the group knows more than any person in it. That's right. And so uh, it's not the limbing approach; it's something a lot different. <laughs> right, exactly. And so anybody that feels, and I, I worked uh, in medical field for a long time, and the doctors taught to be right. Mm-hmm. And I was, of course, dealing with psychiatrists, and and they would tell nurses to do things when they didn't know what they were supposed to do. That's right. And now that that doesn't go over long anymore and that, well you know and we're going to talk a little bit more as we wrap up about the culture process which i know you're an expert in that process but before we kind of wrap this segment up just go ahead and share with us your book name and how they find you and uh well it's called life's a picnic when you understand behavior it, it really does simplify a lot of things and that's what people tell us all the time that this really makes sense and uh um, the the thing that we work with companies on is that the best way to run a company is also the best way to run to manage people. And you're right here on Peachtree Road, just down right. the street. Yep. Sure, we and, uh, walked over this morning. A, a. Daniels at rvdaniels.com. A. It's Daniels. real easy. Okay. Best uh, phone number to get you at at your office? Uh, 678-904-6140. Right. And the last question is, you, you've got a website, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, uh, com. That's pretty simple. Pretty easy. Now, he spells it A-U-B-R-E-Y for right. those of you. Cause just we, like the girl. It's just like the girl, but he's he's <laughs> definitely a, a man of knowledge. Which not a man of, well, thank you for being with us this morning. As I said, the show is being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. My name is Michael Moore. We've been visiting with Aubrey Daniels, and uh, that we've learned about this, the, the life being a picnic. And we're going to talk a little bit about what you do while you're at the picnic a little bit in a moment with uh, Christy Walters. Now, Christy has uh, one, of those, one of those young ladies who's got some skill sets trained by somebody who we've got all recognized and also she's been through the school of good knocks because she's now just become a professional speaker and you've had to you've had to put your put your voice out there and you've been standing on the platforms you've been touring but you're really a trainer at heart and you really want to get the story out there for people so they can understand so christine tell us how you got into the business that you're doing and uh, tell us what we need to know this morning about. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I have been in the business world uh, really working with small technology firms for the last 25 years, primarily focused in sales and marketing. And as much as I loved the small business environment, I didn't like the volatility that came along with it. So when I came to a crossroads in my career a couple of years ago and decided I was going to, to uh, part ways with my current company, I sat down with my business coach and I said, something's missing here. The things that I love, the things that I want to do are not being embraced in the day-to-day operations of the companies that I'm going to work for. And I think that I could help a lot of small businesses do this if that was the only thing I was focused on. And the this was educating and coaching employees to be their best self, and in turn, they would do the best for the company. 
Now, and I know you went through a process. You just didn't go out and hang your shingle up and become an I immediate I kind of did, actually, oh. Michael. <laughs> so you can, you can still OJT this coaching thing. Is that I what I'm did, hearing? yes. So I, uh, I really did. In fact, I just went through an intensive um, program with Coaches Training Institute over the last six months because I spent the first year of my business uh, coaching employees and, and realizing that I was starting to get into areas of – their lives that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I'm a good steward of this given my current level of credentials. So I'm certainly not nearly as credentialed as Aubrey is here, but it um, it really was important to me to be able to hold that uh, close sure. for my clients. Well, that, and I wanted to go there with just a little thought because we all th- we all have a lot of experiences. My father used to say we were we we're the, the summation of all the experiences we had had up until this moment. And you exactly exemplify that because you had been a successful person in, mm-hmm. in companies. Yeah. You had been a leader. You'd been a teacher. You'd been probably even preaching to some of your staff sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you went out and practiced most of that. But as we changed, as the culture changed over the last, really for a lot of people, the last 10 to 15 years, because, I mean, everybody kind of draws those bookmarks out there. We've got these millennials, these Xers, and these whatevers. But in reality, we have not only have 9-11, which made a great change 15 years ago, but then we have 08, which made a second change, and it wasn't 10 years between them. So we kind of compressed our decades yeah. for business. And we are all sitting in a room of the age that have been through both of those segments. Yeah, uh, Some of them a little younger than others. But those two pivot points, uh, regardless of what you call the age group or anything else, people learned that they had to have experience, they had to have expertise, and they had to go back and re-educate themselves to take care of new challenges because things change. So you, you sought to be a coach. and you, I did. You, you picked out a specific track. And you used it to fill in some of the gaps. So talk about some of the serious things that you think are coming around the curve in coaching. Oh, gosh. Uh, serious things in coaching. One is I love the uh, the rhetoric that is happening today in most corporate environments, and that's that coaching is not just relegated to the C-suite level of an organization. That if you're going to grow employees, you have to start early and you have to coach consistently over a period of time. And it's also, you know, one of the things that we talk about in coaching is that it's not about me being a sage. It's not about (laughs) me being the subject matter expert and coming in and telling you my way to do things. It's about me helping you eliminate those blind spots, eliminate that noise that's getting in your way, and helping you be the best version of you. You are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, and it's my job to bring that out in you. And whether that's a personal element, I mean, this is certainly, that certainly plays into general life coaching, but it, it's, it is very applicable in the corporate environment. And my, uh, my desire is that, you know, the the statistics around engagement in the workplace are staggering. 73% of employees state that they are not actively engaged and happy in their workplace. That's amazing, right? 73%. 73%. Could they just sleep in and maybe not mess yeah, up the company? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, that's a collecting a paycheck. And, and when you're spending so much time in a an endeavor that doesn't fuel you there's you're you're, you're just going to lose so much in other parts of your life too well, we have so many quote plans programs tests and abilities now how do you pro- how do you keep a employee quote motivated or how do you measure what their uh, reluctance to show up or not show up to work is and how do you really gauge performance anymore yeah 
How, yeah. you, how are you put? How, what kind of tools or what kind of ideas are you using in companies to make a difference? Today? Yeah, well, you certainly don't do it once a year on a piece of paper, uh-huh. right? <laughs> so that would be the first step in the process. And I think a lot of companies are really coming to that realization. You, what you do is you, you one, you hire correctly. You hire for the right, Whoa, that's a the whole right, story yeah, there. exactly. We'll, we'll 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 have a different <laughs> yeah. show on that, right? But you hire for the right, the right individual for the role that you are you're filling, not just to fill a gap. And you have to also have some focus on the individual themselves. Uh, if you can, if you can work within the things that are going to motivate them, the purpose that drives them, then they're going to work 150 percent right. harder than a command and control environment that you might be used to in, in your corporate. Well, now you interesting the personality test last last uh, show we had somebody in talking about. Uh, the different quick ways to measure people. Sure. It's amazing how pe- most people do they, – they could go through life and never really know how to interact. I'm sure you've seen that, uh, Aubrey, in your, in your expertise. And we're going to see that in the last segment as we talk about how you really communicate via the tools that we all – we're all visual. Most of us are visual. 73% or more are visual. You know, very few are auditory anymore, especially since everything's on video. But how do you get the right information? How do you synthesize the right stuff? to put in front of employees to actually let them be part of their growth. Are you going to speak about that a second? Yeah, you know, I don't think there's one answer to that, honestly. I I mean, I think, yeah, (laughs) and that's part of the reason why I have three cornerstones to my business, and it it is strategy because you have to have the right strategy and systems in place to support the people that are working for you. It's training because education is important. A lot of what you just described is people don't have the skills naturally. They weren't born with this uh, innate ability to uh, to lead in the way that you want them to lead. And then finally, it's ongoing coaching because sitting in a classroom for one day helps you for that day. You might get everyone really energized and excited, but I guarantee you if I walk back in there six weeks later, if you haven't done any ongoing coaching to reinforce that, it's all gone. Well, so I, I think you're right. I think, one, we're not going to figure out how to hire today, and we're also not going to figure out the right model to have everybody learn and yes. apply because so many things in jobs today are really they're still OJT to some degree but they're actually planned OJT yes so we're not teaching people to be brain surgeons by showing them how to work on feet right yes exactly <laughs> exactly that's one of those that's a very visual so Christy how do people get in touch with you uh, so you can find me on uh, at christywalters.com I also have a podcast uh, as well called The Why and the Buy and that is at thewhyandthebuy.com it's also available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that's been a very exciting endeavor for me. And um, and you can always call me, 770-687-6678. And I am happy to do a sample coaching session with you if you want to see what this is all about. Well, I think you're going to have to sign me up there. Yes, I love it. Now, the last thing I want to mention is I noted, I noted in your bio today, and we didn't talk about it, but uh, you, you worked with one of my friends. Maybe. I do. I still do. Jeffrey Gittimer. Uh, Jeffrey is has been in and out of my sales career life, um, whether he knows it or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's I been actually, in and out of a lot of our well, lives. Well, this is true. Books. That's right. He's so, written many books. Yeah. So my, I had a uh, sales manager give me the Little Red Book of Selling uh, about 15 years ago, and he what I love about Jeffrey's material is that it is not rocket science. Sales is life. It is about interacting with people. It's about connecting with people. And it's about giving value 
that's not just about you. So he does a really good job of articulating that, and oh. he's pretty simple. He's not a doesn't have a lot of flowery words. No, that he's Jeff pretty heard. simple, short words. <laughs> well, thank you. I just wanted to include that because a lot of our, he's a friend of the a friend of Atlanta's and certainly a friend of sales folks yes, in general with himself. Absolutely. So we we've been we've been been with visiting with Christy Walters, and I'm sure you're going like, to drive on our website and learn some very interesting things. And uh, I like I like the idea of the title of why you buy. Yes, thank that's you. Good. The why and the buy. That's it. Now we move on. We got Celeste Simmons, uh, Simmons our, la- our third guest for today, not our last guest, but happens to be our, our final guest for this half hour segment. Now she's been in marketing for 14 years, and she started as a, in the technical writing side, and and has really got involved. And she is also a published author, so we've got a lot of a lot of content being delivered around this table today. She's uh, actually her and her team can communicate with us via the web and help build websites that are very, very catchy. And on a daily business, you're working with a lot of people who are now beginning to look at how they use Facebook, how they use LinkedIn, how they use Google+, how to use GooTube, and one I'm not even familiar with, H-O-U-Z-Z. I'll let you talk about that. And Pinterest and a lot more. But she is a social media pro. So, Celestine, in 14 years, you've seen a lot of change. So talk about why you chose a niche of doing this as opposed to just writing those good technical manuals. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot more exciting. Ah, it certainly does change. So um, you're in a job you a enjoy doing. Basis. You're not one of the 73%. No. <laughs> no, I do enjoy doing it. Um, it's difficult almost to keep up with all the changes that go on in social media. Uh, SEO websites as a whole, uh, Google brings things down the pike. We have to keep up or we get left behind. And social media was one of those things that – in business, when I'd worked in the corporate world, I saw that that was really important. The ones that were not active on social media were the ones that were getting left behind. And whether business owners realize it or not, they do have a reputation online. And even if they're not watching, it's still there. Other people can create their reputation, even mm-hmm. if they are not. Well, uh, there's been a, such a learning curve, and we've talked about three three different all, – all three of our guests are focused on that today as things are changing whether we want them to or not. So as I said in your introduction, there's one term I wasn't even at all familiar with. And so talk to us about the same question I asked Christy a little earlier. What, what's coming down the pipe? What are, what are you seeing? As, you've been in the web business and the social media business for the time it's been be, getting much more active and much more measurable. So uh, talk about some things business owners need to be looking at. Okay, I think one of the biggest changes this year, uh, well, we all know that video is huge, and it's definitely not going away. It's really essential to have video on your website, as well as your company Facebook page, your Google Plus page, video codes. Once you load them to YouTube or Vimeo, they can be shared on all of your social media sites. And so that's really important. It's important, even if it's a short 30 or 60 second video, it's really important to have one. It gives you a boost in SEO and it's an easy shareable format on all across all your social media channels. You can now share videos, little snippet videos on Twitter. You can now do it on LinkedIn as of just like a month ago. And this is something not everybody. (laughs) That's true. But it's a, it's on those pages, and it's so accessible now. It's it's a force to be reckoned with, and so it's one of those things that I see. It's not an option anymore if you want to be seen as a reputable business and at a business on the move. You've got to have some video behind you. Okay, so I'm behind the times. I don't have a video on the web now. So if I start looking at how to put it there and when to put it there, you mentioned Vimeo. You mentioned some other initials. You mentioned all these social media tools. Take a Christy's a sole practitioner. Aubrey's got a real company, but somewhere in between, there's the rest of the world. 
Okay. So talk about what's, what's your counseling look like for those poor people? Not the coaching part, but the counseling. You need to put your head in your hands and, and start moving forward. That's true. Okay, so what we typically do for clients is we assess. Uh, we just do an overall assessment on what their website looks like, what it's lacking. And then from that part of what we see that's lacking, what they have versus what they don't have, we make a step-by-step process of the order that they should go in in order to get their website improved, in order to improve their reputation online. And so it doesn't have to be attacked all 10 things at once. You can just start it step-by-step. And you and a lot of these things, in fact, most of these things are really affordable because the tools are in our hand every day. You can use your cell phone. It doesn't have to be a $1,000 video produced by some big company. You can actually do a slideshow video snippet videos are just like a hundred dollars now i mean or less they're based on programs you just write a script you put together some images it's so easy to do and it's because it's become it's a really competitive market the video place so all these little programs you can just buy a monthly subscription plan produce it yourself and within an hour you can have it on your website it's that easy so it's all goes back to about willingness Right. Measuring of your time. Now, let's talk about that dangerous part, which is measuring the results. Okay. How, how do you really measure that? You, you talk about it being so great, but how do you begin to really see if you're getting any traction other than someone knocking on your door and coming in and becoming a new customer? Well, the best way to do it, the irrefutable way to do it, is to have a Google tracking code on the back of your website, and your webmaster can add one of those Google tracking codes. That's free. I don't know if anybody knows that, but a Google tracking code is free. It only takes the actual labor of putting it there. And then after that, you can log into analytics.google.com and see how you're doing. You can track your paid traffic if you're watching it on Google AdWords, or you can track your organic traffic if it's all by social media video outlets and post things like that so that's the best way to do it well i appreciate you sharing with us how to test and measure theory but let's assume we're all not smart enough to test and measure ourselves so we just need to call you right right (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and how do people get in touch with you okay they can go to bigsocialmarketing.com the contact page sends us an email or they're welcome to call us at 678-315-0112 well, very good. Well, it's a pleasure to have you with us, and we've, I'm certainly I'm going to ask that last final question. We were going to have a little bit of Q&A time. We were out, out of time on this segment. But if, if you were going to do just one video today, would it really be the intro video? Would you deliver a piece of cool information that no one else had delivered yet, or would you do a 30-second, a 45-second, or 60-second? Just kind of address what you do as the first video activity if you were a brand-new company and you'd been listening to this station today and you're going to go out and do something this afternoon. What would it be? If I was a brand-new company and I did not have a video, if I could choose, I would do 60 seconds, an informational video of what makes you different. That's what I would do. So write it down, plan it, speak it, practice it, and in 60 seconds, tell your story. That's right. She sounds like a great idea to me. That seems like a great, great piece of information. Well, thank you for being with the Buckhead Business Show today. We've had three fabulous guests in studio. Mr. Daniels, who, gosh, seven books. I can think about that. He, he had to write the first one, though. So we all want to be, want to be authors. So thank, thank you for doing that. And we're looking forward to Life's a Picnic. So pick it up, read it, and work with it. Also, Ms. Walters, who has now, uh, gosh, become a coach. Yes. And she's become a radio host, and she's here with us today, and she shared the idea that you really have to learn and then 
deliver to your uh, clients what they need. And there's maybe some personal learning along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Always some personal we learning. Ch- we change and grow up. And we've talked about major pivots in our life. And then lastly, even though you know all this stuff, you really do have to communicate with your customers and your future customers as well as your past customers and keep your story fresh in front of them. So it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you, radio guests. We can get in touch with all those. Please go to our site, probusinesschannel.com. And also you can go to the BucketBusinessShow.com and get the information. You can see us online. But mainly we want you to be part of the business, Buckhead Business Association. Come down to our monthly events, our weekly events. Matter of fact, tonight we're going to be having one of our quarterly or um, quarterly, monthly after hours. But each uh, Thursday morning we meet at the City Club of Buckhead and we learn just like we learned today. Good information that we can carry forward in our business every day. And we'll find some people who need either know how to help us or need our help. So it's always good to be with those kind of folks. Again, I'm Michael Moore, your host here at the Buckhead Business Show on the Pro Business Channel. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.